This one's called Hungry for God. Hungry for God. You guys that are listening, um, I think it's important for us to make sure that we stay hungry for God in our souls, our spirits. I hope that you guys um, will see something or hear something that will change your mind, will uh, have you um, thinking about stuff, thinking about God, thinking about um, his goodness, you know, his goodness. It looks like everything's working okay. Um, I'm not seeing something on my broadcast, though. That bothers me. Um, yeah, so we're going to go right into it. Um, I was looking, you know, I was just doing, uh, let me pull this mic up here, too. We were, um, I was, you know, reading the scriptures. I was reading the Bible and, um, we were in second Chronicles 15. I'm going to pull that up here too. Second Chronicles 15. Uh, I see that. I tried to, um, make sure that everybody is getting the word of God or trying to encourage people to get the word of God in them. So um, I'm reading from the King James, but I'm trying not to take you there. That is like, this is like uh, the old school Bible. Uh, King James wrote a Bible um, back in the day. It was original Bible, had papyrus uh, paper, which is like real thin paper, like the scrolls and stuff. Um, and so we're just going to go I played a little bit of music, but we're going to go right into the word. Um, I'm not going to mess around. So 1 Samuel 15. I'm going to bring this up here. Yeah. Let's go there. Technology works right. She has this already ready for you, but I'm trying not to read from the King James Version because I know you guys be like, oh, the these and the thous and all that stuff. Um, you probably be jacked up on that one. So, here we go. Um, if we look at... I had this written down also. Let's do this here. And my key points here. And my... Uh, <laughs> let me share my notes with you guys. So how about that? We go into our Gmail and we share our notes with you. We share them with you. About to have dinner here. Uh, about to throw the, about to um, have a nice Sunday meal with the family. So here we go. First Samuel fifteen. bring up my word hungry for God here you know off the subject real quick you know I went to church today and man you know the pastor preaches a real good message um, CLC West is the uh, campus location but he's, he teaches a real good message so we've got 1 Samuel 15 um, that's mostly talking about witchcraft rebellion 
Um, <laughs> I kind of want to do that, but um, the one that I have on your screen would be Second Chronicles, the story of Manasseh. Manasseh, you probably say, who the heck is Manasseh? So let me share my screen with you. Seeing my screen there. Um, let's see if we can. I don't want to share that. I'm trying to share this other screen that we have. Hmm. Okay, so here you'll see um, if you're seeing that. Never fails, never fails, never fails. So hungry for God. I mean, you think about that. It's like, man, um, what is hungry for God? What is hungry for God? Who would know that answer? Anybody? Anybody hungry for God? There's so much stuff going. On. I was I was uh, doing research on this. Um, narcissistic type of thing narcissistic it's a, you know nar you know you think about narcissism you think about um, spiritually uh, narcissists and we got a lot of that going on where you know especially these big mega churches and you know this is a small ministry I'm not hating on them but there's a lot of doctrines that are jacked up a lot of um, and it's just like like fake basically religion it's like religion um you gotta do this do that and um and then everything looks good on the screen you know everything looks good on the stage like woo! look at this excitement look at this worship experience but when it comes down to it we have to be careful of you know what we call the church um church is not just a place it is um our character, our actions. You know, I'm saying I'm perfect, but it is our character and our actions. We have to, um, we have to make sure that we're walking right, we, that we're trying to do what's right, we're trying to do what's right for society, and not uh, have people bowing down to us. Uh, we have too many big um, pastors and preachers and, and apostles and bishops and stuff and people are bowing down as soon as they walk in the door it's like a dictator it's like they're God or something and you don't say nothing to correct them or anything like that so that's a dangerous place to be um, so I was reading about that and you can see that on YouTube too it's like man you know people getting exposed especially these big churches where you know people making a lot of money um, but you also think about it you know that you know that the enemy also is in the churches to you know, Illuminati and, you know, Satanic, these, these, uh, the devil's in the church too. 
so how do you know what the difference is and how do you know if there's sound doctrine how do you know um it's a, if it's the right church you know if it's if they're really sound on God's word and and not just you know talking about a testimony but also showing the scriptures um and not taking it out of context see that's the problem we have you know I went to um I did my bachelor's degree in biblical uh, theology and uh um, ministry leadership and also uh, went to Christian College Liberty University got my master's there so I did some uh, more uh, Christian studies and religious studies and um, so I, I kind of and I've been in and out of these different churches you know you think about dom denominations who made denominations that's not in the Bible at all see and that's you know okay yeah we got John the Baptist we got Apostle Paul you know but do we start a church as a pop you know Saint John and Saint Paul and, and all that stuff no no they were yes they were saints but we don't, you know, we don't take that out of context and, and take the, just their doctrines and not, you know, preach the whole Bible, you know. we got some of these uh, fancy uh, pastors and stuff making all these book sales and everything. And, and it's all, um, you know, claiming and naming and stuff. And, you know, God, you know, God wants us to prosper. Don't get me wrong. But we can't just pe preach all just a prosperity message or just can't speak just a love message. It's got to be more than that. So here, Second Chronicles 33, um, you know, God is a God who sees the secret things and the evils in our hearts. He sees that. He sees, he knows, and we have to be careful of how we live in, how we live. So we got to be careful not to be doing evil. We look at verse 40, uh, 33. I don't know what. But we will fix that. It's large. That I can see. So we see here in the first verse, you see uh, evil being done in God's eyes. So we see Manasseh was 12 years old when he became king. And he reigned in Jerusalem 55 years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, following the detestable practices of the nations. The Lord had driven out before the Israelites, so he was doing, so he was doing uh, evil, detestable practices. That's what it says here. You know, if I go to the Hebrew King James Bible, which is this one here, got the papyrus paper and everything. Um, if you go to Second Chronicles, First Chronicles in here. And I really use this book. 15.1 This is my old Bible. I started this Bible a long time ago. You see me with, this, um, with the paper. This is that papyrus paper. We're talking about having the scrolls and all kinds of stuff. So it says here in the King James Version, it says, that, And the Spirit of God came upon us. Well, first of all, that's the wrong one. It's 33. My bad. My bad. So excited here. 33 says Manasseh was 12. So for my middle school kids that are listening to this, they're listening to this that are 11 and 12. Um, Manasseh was 12 when he began to reign. And he reigned 50, he reigned 50 and five years in Jerusalem. But he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, like unto abominations of the heathen, 
whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. So it says he didn't hear. He said he did abominations. And that's that's not good with God. You do abomination things. And so it says here in verse 3, you'll see idol worship. That's the second point we're talking about, idol worship. There's a lot of that going on, meism and uh, um, Hinduism and um, Sikhism and all these man-made religions. You know, you think about um, the nation of Islam, you think about Hinduism, you think about um, these Sikhism, you think about all these isms and stuff, you know, like... <laughs> Meism and, <laughs> and you think about this stuff and it's like you know these are men I mean you think about Darwin too I mean you think about uh, Muhammad you think about him he was a man matter of fact at the end of their journey they accepted the Lord in life but then they had followers that kept going on man man kept going on with their doctrines and it was just uh, basically philosophies and stuff you know it wasn't meant to be like a religion or anything like that it wasn't meant to be so it was like practices and, and, and things that you should be doing uh, good to society, good to people, you know, um, faith stuff, you know. But it was meant to be like taken over for the Bible, the true, the original Bible. It wasn't meant for that. But we take man. We take man's word and we don't study the Bible. And we're like, um, we're ignorant of the Bible, you know, when it comes to like, you know, Things like evil and, and, and Satan and witchcraft and idolatry. And you see here in verse uh, 2 through 5, well, two, we're talking about the evil stuff. But verse 3 says he built the high places in his father Hezekiah. Um, had, Hezekiah had demolished these, these, um, these high places. And it says that uh, Manasseh um, built the high places. His father Hezekiah had demolished. Hezekiah, Hezekiah destroyed that place. He also enticed altars to Baal and made Asheron poles. He bowed down to all the starry hosts and worshipped them. He built altars in the temple of God which the Lord had said, my name will remain in Jerusalem forever. Forever. In verse 5 it says, in both courts of the temple of God, he built altars to all the starry hosts. He sacrificed his children in fire to the valley Ben Hinnama, practiced divination, witchcraft, sought omens, and consulted mediums and spiritualists. He did much evil in the eyes of the Lord, arousing his anger. So you see that sacrificing kids thing. You know, we talk about Halloween and how um, we hear about you know witches and warlocks and, and all this witchcraft stuff and sacrificing kids to pagan gods. And you see this right here throughout history. You know. God delivered these uh, the, the Hebrews and the Israelites and, and delivered them out of Egypt and, and and he delivered them, kept delivering and delivering them and then they would turn, you know, Moses went up to the mountain. You know, they got delivered, you know, from Egypt. Moses went up to the mountain after that and God, you know, like he came back down he saw these golden calves uh, idol worship and stuff and it's like, God just delivered you out of slavery from the Egyptians the Hebrews and Israelites it's like man what in the world but we take God for granted we take him for granted we do this witchcraft and sacrificing kids stuff and, and all this sacrifice 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 sacrificing you know I was reading today you know 
you know, God really doesn't want our sacrifice. He wants our heart. He wants our obedience. Hallelujah. So we see in verse 10, God was speaking to Manasseh. But he did not turn from his evil ways. He didn't turn from this stuff. So we go down to 10. And the NIV, I'm bringing NIV from my computer. And then the King James from... It says here in the King James, it says, And the Lord spoke to Manasseh and to his people, but they would not hearken. <laughs> you probably did. Hearken. They would not turn. So in verse, um, if you look at the NIV, it says, The Lord spoke to Manasseh and his people, but they paid no attention. So they ignored him. They ignored him. <laughs> in verse 11 says, and in the NIV, it says, So the Lord brought against them the army commanders of King Assyria who took Manasseh's prison took Manasseh prisoner put a hook in his nose bound him with shack bronze shackles and and took him to Babylon took him to Babylon a hook in his nose you see people where they have these hooks in their nose and this is like bondage like you know prisoner slavery you got hooks in your nose and stuff my God. So, Manasseh was took as a prisoner. Why was he taken as a prisoner? You go back up and look at the scripture. He's sacrificing. You know, got this witchcraft and divination stuff going on. He's doing all this, you know, um, sacrificing the Baal gods and, and pagan gods. So, God had to discipline him. And he does for all of us. Some of us get angry at God because he disciplines us like any father would do. We're doing wrong. Somebody needs to say something. Somebody needs to do something. I mean, sometimes we, we do wrong and then we get in trouble with the law, the earthly law. But you think about God's law. God's law is higher than earthly laws. We get in trouble with the law because we're being disobedient just like we are with God. We're being disobedient and rebellious to the law of the land, to the law of God. And there's a consequence. It's a consequence. It's a consequence. Now I can tell you stories all about my, my life, you know, all the consequences I had from when I was a young man, making mistakes and doing wrong things and, and treating people bad and, and, and lusting and, and perversion and, and alcoholism and all that stuff. There's a price there's a price to pay for our sins. There's a price to pay for um, when we do wrong to people, there's a price to pay. Price to pay. You know, the Bible talks about we reap what we sow. And I know some of the pagan gods' uh, principles are, you know, like uh, with yin-yang, with the good and evil stuff. And, and uh, you know, they talk about, uh, I think it's uh, Hinduism or whatever, you know, um, with karma stuff. You know, you got good karma, bad karma stuff. And, um, you know. Do unto others as you want other people to do to you and that type of stuff, you know, in the Catholic Church. And so it's like, man, God has a right to discipline. He made us, man. And we turn our backs on him. Turn our backs on him because for this earthly stuff, for, for to be, uh, for this earthly God, which is Satan. This is his kingdom on earth here. But, you know, God's in charge of everything, but. King, uh, Satan is a prince of the air, so he influences atmospheres on earth. But you know what is one thing that Manasseh did, was doing? 
You know, sometimes in our distress, we pray and humble ourselves and, and God answers. Verse 12 says, and, um, this is Manasseh, we're still talking about. Remember, he was a 12-year-old boy when he started up in the Bible. Well, when we start, when he was recorded in the Bible. And so he started at a young age. And it says, in his distress, he sought the favor of, of the Lord, his God, and humbled himself greatly before the God of his ancestors. And when he prayed to him, prayed to God, the Lord was moved by his uh, entreaty and listened to his plea. So he brought him back to Jerusalem and to his kingdom. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord is God. He is God. So to look back to verse 12, um, verse 1, it says Manasseh was 12 years old when he began to reign. He reigned 55 years in Jerusalem. He reigned. What did he reign, reign as? That's the King James Version. You're probably like, oh, don't read, don't read from that. So he reigned in Jerusalem 55 years. So he was he reigned as, um, you know, like a king, you know? Um, and so when I take this chapter and I look at Manasseh, do I take it out of context? What does that mean? So when we read these chapters or read the book, I, I should actually read the whole book of Second Chronicles to see what the heck's going on. So if you go... You start the beginning of Second Chronicles. This is Exit Jesus, we call it. We don't take scriptures out of context without reading the whole book, basically. So it's, it talks about the reign of Solomon, the, the kings of Judah. Um, it talks about that too. So, you know, this book, um, if you look at it, it says Solomon, the son of David, was strengthened in his kingdom, and the Lord his God was with him and magnified him exceedingly. So this book starts off talking about the, you know, Kings. It talks about Solomon. It talks about uh, the kings of Judah. That's what this whole, the first part is the reign of Solomon. The second part is the king of, of Judah. We have to not take that out of context. So, you know, um, it's, it's telling the story of Solomon. It's telling the story of the kings of Judah. So we're not going to take this and use it for our own glory and, and manipulate and control and deceive people. Um, Yes, so my ministry is a practical ministry. It is, you know, I got the Holy Spirit of God in me. You know, I might move in the Holy Spirit, talk in tongues and, and use the gifts. And um, But a lot of it is just uh, teaching because we're missing sound doctrine and sound teaching. You know, I could, we could talk about theology. You know, we could talk about exodus, Jesus, hermeneutics and all that stuff. But a lot of people don't know what that is. A lot of people don't go to a seminary and study that stuff. So, um, so in his distress he Manasseh prayed humbled himself sometimes we have to humble ourselves it shouldn't have to get to the point where we're broken and and uh, like he was you know and, and he was a prisoner you know um, and it says here now Manasseh's getting it now it says Manasseh built God's altar he got rid of the foreign God just like his his father Hezekiah Go down to uh, verse 14. Maybe from the NIV on the computer. And afterwards, he rebuilt the he rebuilt the outer wall of the city of David, west of Gihon, spring in the valley. West of Gihon, spring in the valley. As far as the entrance of the fish gate in the circle of the hill of Ophiel, he also made it much higher. He stationed military commanders in the fortified cities in Jeru in uh, Judah, in Judah. In Judah. Oh my God. And it says here, verse 15 says he got 
rid of the foreign gods and removed the images from the temple of the Lord, as well as all the altars he built on the temple hill and in Jerusalem. And he threw them out of the city. Then he restored the altar of the Lord and sacrificed fellowship offerings and thanks, thank offerings on it and told Judah to serve the Lord, the God of Israel. He's telling Judah. Now, if we go back to this again, we're talking about, so we're talking about Second Chronicles. We're talking about the reign of Solomon and the kings of Judah. Kings of Judah. So he's talking, as you see there, talking about Judah. He's talking about Judah. He told Judah to serve the Lord. Hmm. Now, so the next point I want to talk about is people continue to sacrifice to the high places. That's people. So you got this this following of all the stuff that he was doing, and, and people follow. They follow leaders, and sometimes they follow leaders that are doing <laughs> pagan worship, idolatry worship. That they're they're. Um, you know, they become idols, you know, so it's like, man, you know, like, here it is. People continue to sacrifice at the high places. Verse 17, it says, the people, however, continue to sacrifice at the high places, but only to the Lord their God. People, it's now, they continue to sacrifice at the high places, but it was changed around to the, the high places of God, not the high places of Baal or any pagan gods. And God was moved by their prayer. Verse 18 and 19 says, The other events of Manasseh's reign include his prayer to his God and the words the seers spoke to him in the name of the Lord. And the God of Israel are written in the annals of the kings of Israel. His prayer and how God was moved by his entreaty, as well as his sins and unfaithfulness, and the sites where he built high places and set up ashram poles and idols before he humbled himself all these are written in the records of the seers. So you start thinking, you start thinking, what is a seer? What is a seer? Actually, I was kind of studying um, seers. What is the definition of seers? But we got to be careful though, because seers says a person who is supposed to be able, through supernatural insight, to see what the future holds. So now, I had. You know, God has shown me visions, shown me dreams. He showed me a dream of the end of the world. He showed me a dream. And in my fact, it's in the Bible where the stars fell from the sky and the moon was black. It, there's, it, it's in the New Testament. I can't think of the, the scripture right now. He showed me that. He showed me at the end of days where <laughs> there was a battle going on. He showed me. Showed me. My God, he showed me. And there was times where, you know, sometimes we get really close to God and, and the enemy wants to attack us. There's times where I was laying in bed. I felt like I was paralyzed, like something was on me trying to get me from stop talking about God. Stop talking about who I am in, in God and who I am, who Yeshua and who Jesus is and, and stop proclaiming Jesus' name. But Jesus won the victory. He was he rose on the third day. He won the victory for all humanity. Even those that were persecuting him, 
my God, my God, my God, my God. Oh, I feel smooth. My God, my God. I feel like preaching now. <laughs> so God was moved by his prayers in verse 18 and 19. I'm wrapping this up to a couple more scriptures. Um, Amon, Man Manasseh's son, took over it after that. And he, so, so Manasseh died and Amon took over. I got some typos there. Um, he did a generational evil. He did not humble themselves. Verse 21 to 23. So now we got this generational thing going on with Manasseh's, um, with the line of Manasseh. So we got Amy coming up with that same generational curse that he needs to be delivered from. And we all need to be delivered from some things. So verse 21 20, uh, to 23 says here, and it says, Amy was 22 years old when he became king. And he reigned in Jerusalem two years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord. You saw that um, Manasseh did evil in the eyes of the Lord. As his father Manasseh had done, Amon worshiped and offered sacrifice to all the idols Manasseh had made. But unlike his father Manasseh, he did not humble himself before the Lord. Amon increased his guilt. So he didn't turn from those his wicked ways. You know, Second Chronicles talks. To, I, think, I think it's twenty. Um, Second Chronicle talks. You know, and it says that if my people who are humbled by, by my name, shall pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and heal the land. We need our land to be healed, especially the United States. We need it to be healed. So your encouragement today is this message that hey, we go in the wrong path sometimes, but. We, God can turn it around. This is a song that said, God turn it around. God turn it around. Um, so, now we look here <laughs> in verse uh, 30. Let's see. We go to, um, yeah, so um, verse 24 says, Amen. Amon's official conspired against him and assassinated him in this place. Then the people of the land killed all who had plotted against King Amon, and they made Josiah his son king of his palace. So look what happened. He got assassinated. He got assassinated. Because he was doing all this. <laughs> there was generational curses that, generational evils that his father had that he needed to get rid of. He didn't even... Sometimes we don't, we're so ignorant, we don't recognize different spirits that we have on us. Generational spirit, there was a generational spirit on, on Amon. The Amon, or however you say it. These Old Testament names are sometimes hard to say. There was a generational curse on him from his father. And some of us that have fathers, you know, and forefathers and all that stuff, we don't know what they did back then. We don't know what kind of evil they were getting into. You think about the slavery time, how all the brutal slavery that was going on, abuse and sexual abuse and, and all kinds of different stuff that was going on to mingle between Europeans and, and Indians. And, and then we have people that are like uh, mixed with all kinds of stuff because we're doing evil. <coughs> There's so much evil going on in the United States at that time, in America, America at that time. Oh God. So if you don't learn anything today, let's find out what our forefathers did. Let's find out 
uh, make sure we don't have all these generational evils, generational curses on us. My God, my God. My God, my God. So that's why it's important for us to pray, humble ourselves, and let God answer, as he talks about in um, 33, 12 through 13. And that's a built an altar to God. He turned from his wicked ways in verse 10. Yeah, God disciplined in verse 11, but then in 12 through 16, you see a change of character. We have to change our character, but we can't change it our own. We, oh, yeah, we can go by the law. Oh, I obey all the laws of the land. Yes, and, and I'm such a good person. No, the Bible says nobody is good, not even one. We have a sinful nature. Nobody's exempt from that. We have a flesh. We could act up at any time. So when we're looking on the news, we see pastors falling or because they made a mistake and um, that we all make mistakes. Yes, there, I mean, you think in a pastor role or minister role, you have a higher calling. You have a higher standard to go by. When you, when you slip and dip and, and, and mess up and you in your sin and stuff, you know, God has to discipline you just like he did um, here with Manasseh. He was a leader. He was a leader. It's like any leader. We have to have some kind of training, some kind of, um, like you think about an athlete. An athlete trains. He crucifies that body, basically. When I was an athlete, I had to train, man. When I was a college athlete, I had to train. I had to give up some things, sacrifice some things, time, and, and I had to, you know, um, crucify this flesh and, and get in the gym and work out, you know. So it's the same way with God. We have to crucify our flesh, but we can't do it on our own strength. We got this stuff that's with uh, this um, um, it's a Kabbalah and stuff and, and all this meditating on self and all that stuff, energy and stuff. What energy are you meditating on? It's demonic energies. There are demonic energies and there's also God. God's energies too. Energy that God gives, the energy that God gives us, like me, He gives me the energy that I need to to make it in this world. He gives me the energy to get up each morning. He gives me the energy to believe and have faith in God. I'm not going towards those evil energies. And, um, that's funny. Um, John Benton, he's on Facebook and he talks about he's in this series called um, Blood Spells and. And he's he's an African, so over in Africa there are a lot more things going on with wickedness and witchcraft in those countries like that. There's witch, there's like uh, satanic forces, big time, evil, big time, that we don't understand. We don't see some of that stuff in America, but over there they have some deep um, evil that's going on with these spirits they have that that attack the people and and. Uh, yeah, so that's another thing. But he was talking about that, man, these blood spells sometimes. You know, somebody try to put a curse on you and these blood spells and all that stuff and um, blood sacrifices and stuff. And you see the sacrifices of kids up in here. You see the sacrifice of, you see the witchcraft that was in verse 6 and 7. That's real, man. You know, I wrote down on monkey see, monkey do, um, leading people astray, um, verse verse nine. Let's go back up there. I skipped over that one. I'm about to end this because my my thirty I'm on thirty five minutes now. So verse nine. Monkey see, monkey do. So it says here in the NIV. But Manasseh led Judah 
and the people of Jerusalem astray, so that they did not, so they, so that they did more evil than the nations the Lord had destroyed before the Israel. I think I mentioned it, but I'm gonna say that again. That's monkey see, monkey, monkey do. Manasseh led the Judah and the people of Jerusalem astray, and they did more evil. They than any other nations. And that God and so the Lord had to destroy. Um, any so it says um, so they did more evil than the uh, nations. They did more evil than the nations. So and the Lord destroyed those nations before. So they did a lot of evil too. So it's like man, you know, you see all this evil and stuff. So how are we encouraged today? You know, I'm not here to to teach a gloom and doom type of message. There's a point. There's a principle here. There's a pur purpose in all this. So in our conclusion, we want to be to do good because evil is present. It is present. It is present. And then also, no one is good. Not even one. Each day, we have to crucify the flesh daily. It's not a one-time thing. One size fit all on that stuff. And then lastly, Christ and God living in us. We have to have Christ and God living in us. We can't live in this world with all this, with this satanic powers going around, with you know demons flying all over the place, demons manifesting in people. I saw this. I was on Facebook. I saw this fivefold ministry, and uh, one little girl. She's like, I don't know. She must have been eleven or twelve. She's getting delivered from uh, a demonic. Uh, she's getting delivered from a uh, demon, and she's, you know. All the stuff she's doing that, you know, when the demon was coming out and stuff, you know, it's like that convulsion stuff, you know, that forming of the mouth stuff, you know. Um, you know, I came up in, in the ministry of, you know, where we, deliverance was important that we get these, you know, demons out of us. You know, it's important, but sometimes people get these demons out of it, get, get cleared and cleansed from these demons, then they go back out there again into alcoholism or into uh, lust or perversion and, and go back out there, then the demons come back seven times stronger. And that's what I'm saying. We need God every day. We need to crucify our flesh every day, man. It, how, how do we get strength? How do we get strength in our inner man, in our inner woman? How do we get strength? We get strength through prayer, through worship, through reading his word. There's strength in the name of the Lord, there's strength in God, there's strength in Yeshua Christ Jesus. Strengthen him. He can strengthen us. We need his Holy Spirit to guide us. Say, fill me with your Holy Spirit, God. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, Jesus. Fill me up today. So I feel your joy and your peace. Your my God, my God, my God. God is able. He's able. He's able. He's able. He's able. God can do what he said he can do yes so that song God is able he's able my God my God my God so in conclusion once again that you know make sure that we're um find out more about God and just turn from our wicked ways and and um well we can't if we don't recognize that we have some a sinful nature or flesh that wants to act up and do stuff that's out of normal, um, or we're trying to live by standard of the world, we're going to fall short. 
Love falls short. We start beating ourselves up. Oh, I should do this wrong. I should do this better. I should do that better. But God is able. He's able. He's able. He's able. He's able. My God. So we are going to go um, and have dinner here on Sunday. It's a, it's a snowy day in Chicago, man. Um, I hope that you heard something that would encourage you um, to turn to God and turn from our wicked ways and um, and seek him out. Sometimes, you know, when, <laughs> when I fell away from the Lord, um, but he hooked me back, you know, he, he grabbed hold of me, but I had to have a heart, soft heart for him to hook me. You know, I had to repent. I had to, you know, examine myself, you know. We see all this motivational speaking about, you know, <laughs> basically examining yourself, examining how you're doing business, examining how... Um, you're handling finances and all that stuff. You know, we look at finances. We examine ourselves with the finances. We look at the, the ins and outs. And we say, man, you know, I wish I had more outs. I mean, more ins, you know. Um, so we examine ourselves in that. But we need to examine ourselves, our character, our fruits, our minds, our spirits. We need to examine ourselves as a person. We need to examine ourselves. And that's how we're going to get better. I mean, some stuff we can't handle as human because there's a spiritual battle going on. A spiritual battle going on between good and evil. You know, you guys that believe that Chinese stuff, the, uh, the dark and the light stuff um, that's going on. You know, I believe in it stronger. I believe in the Bible, the Holy Bible, God. This, he, this is my love here. The love, my wife is my love, my earthly love, but this is my heavenly love. And once we find out more about this, you need to read this whole thing. You can't read it. There's different ways of reading the Bible. I mean, there's so many apps that it reads it for you, man. It reads it for you. And there's daily, there's devotions, video devotions. There's, um, you know, uh, replays you can do on YouTube. There's all, there's no excuse for us not to have the Word of God. At least listen to it on the way to work or something, man. Try to get your spirit strong. We can't just do all this in our flesh and be strong in our flesh. And then we empty them on the inside. And then we have these religious spirits. They're looking all, you know, wearing their Sunday's best and, you know, going to church every week. But then they don't do, nobody does anything during the week. That's the problem. God wants a personal relationship with you. It's not about you just going to church. He wants a personal relationship with you. He wants to have special revelation. He wants to show himself strong and he, he wants to give you special revelations that what we call, that's what we call in theology special revelation that means he shows himself personally to you whether it be through dreams or or you know um, and filling his holy spirit gifts whatever um these are things and god has gifts for us but we have to be in the proper place to, to receive them so i want to say this that you know there's no condemnation of those that are in Christ Jesus. Even you guys that are slipped up in, in Christ Jesus. Um, we can, you know, you can turn, God can turn it around. He can turn it around. We, if we humble ourselves, pray, and seek him for answers. My God, Father God, we thank you for this time. So much I want to say, Father, to the people. And I know a lot of people probably don't want to hear this message, but I want to speak truth. The truth that you have, Father God. Let me get off this here. Let me stop sharing. That you guys can see me again. Let's see. Come on.
in that. Yeah, you know, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. There we go, finally, there we go. So we'll put this up there, Pastor Daggy. Um, if you want to sow a seed or if you want to donate, these, this is my information, it's here. I'll leave this up for a minute. If you need prayer, uh, hit me up, man. Hit me up on um, YouTube or Pastor Daggy on Facebook or Pastor Daggy on Instagram. Hit me up. Hit me up. Hit me up. So our website is DerekKicksMinistries.online. If you want to give that way or donate, that's cool too. But um, I'm not here to um, make you feel bad. I'm not here to just collect a bunch of money and stuff like that. I'm not here for that. You want to give, that's fine. Give to the purpose, that's cool. But remember, this is Pastor Daggy, Kicks Ministries. We're a small ministry. Um, I work, and we are working on um, other things. Um, hopefully, we'll have my book done that the Lord gave me. Uh, that I will write that out in obedience. But it's dinner time. It is dinner time. Well, actually, it's only 417. It's, it's early. But it's uh, we're about to order dinner here, and I got to go take care of the wife i gotta be the husband that i need to be but um so father god we once again we just pray and thank the people that are listening to this and help us humble ourselves help us to to know that there's a higher power in you father god there's a higher power his name is called yeshua his name is called jesus there's a higher power your name is called yahweh your name is called elohim and el shaddai my mighty god and, and my god my god my you're higher than us. Your thoughts are higher than us. and You know us even before we ask, Father God. You know secret places. Secret things. You know, the scriptures say, He who dwells in a secret place shall abide in God Almighty. We'll say to the Lord, He is my God. He is my God. He is my God. Remember, God is the supplier of every need. So may God bless you. Keep hope in this time where viruses are running crazy and we're seeing people smash and grab stuff. We're seeing people robbing people, shooting people on the highway. You see all this evil that's going on. But there's good too. There's good. God's a good God. He is a good God. He is a good God. Mighty to save. My God, my God, my God. So bless you guys. Hope that this helped you guys out. I wanted to put, um, I'm sorry, I didn't put my closed caption on. <laughs> I know some of you guys um, will just look at this. Um, well, we'll just hear it. Well, not hear, but just uh, see it. See the words. And I know sometimes you're at work, you can't really um, watch videos and stuff like that, but you guys have a blessed week, man. Don't lose your hope. Don't lose your faith. You guys that are in, that are in the Lord, my Hebrew brothers, my Israelite brothers, my um, Jewish brothers, my Christian brothers, men of faith, keep your hope during this time. My God, my God, my God, my God. He's able. I hope that... Uh, <laughs> That you guys heard something that will change your mind. God bless. Peace.